Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hi, and welcome to this week's episode of The Climax. I'm Rebecca Reed, And I'm Angelica Malin. And this week we're going to be talking about sex mm. because that For is what we do. That is what this show is about. Um, this week we're going to be talking about the Me Too movement and sex in the light of hashtag Me Too. So we're talking about consensual sex, non-consent, how you can make consent sexy and also kind of darker fantasies. So women with rape fantasies. And controversial fantasies, fantasies that not everybody would necessarily understand. I think we're, we're talking about like less slap and tickle, more like piss play and electrics. That is what's happening today and we are joined by some amazing guests Stina Sanders who is a writer and retired model and Meredith Leston who is an academic and a writer and a mental health campaigner and all kinds of things so it's an incredibly smart sexy show today and we hope you enjoy it Hi, welcome. Uh, we have two very exciting guests here with us today. Please introduce yourself. Hello. Hello. I'm Stina. Hi, everyone. Hi. I thought it was going to get a round of applause there. Hi. Hello, everyone. I'm Meredith Mary Leston. Uh, nice, to, nice to meet you all. Can, <laughs> y'all, you, y'all. Y'all. Can you tell everyone a little tiny bit about yourselves? Yes. Or a lot about yourselves, whichever you prefer, really. So I like to call myself a retired model, because I was back in the day a model. Why have you retired? Because I, I found cake and I just prefer food. And oh, I'd rather not starve the myself. The exact so. same reason. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, you know what I found out was great food. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and not being hungry. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's why mo- um, models are so moody. Yeah. Just also, hungry. like, mm. being able to lie down in the bath without <laughs> it hurting. Yeah. It's, in, it's the small pleasures of Into life. It. Right? <laughs> You're a model as well. Uh, I was, but not a very good one because I am five foot five and a fag end. This is exactly me. I was was too small. I look taller because I know the tricks. But I am, I am not tall. I was always told also that I'm too commercial looking, which I took as a compliment. But what they were basically saying was cut off all your hair, so I did. And, uh, and while I was cutting it all off, they kind of went to me halfway through going, you know, you've got a very strange shaped head, which is the last thing really you want to hear. Really but you know what? It's fine. If that ended my modelling career, then so be it, because I'm on- onwards and upwards. I'm also, talking guys, about these sorts of things. Turns out America's that's a model. Super accurate. Like, they really do make you cut all your hair. Yeah. I thought that was just for TV. It's in the glamour modelling industry. They don't do that. No, they don't do that. They're like, <laughs> like make it off, just more, more hair, hair. Yeah. more tits, a tiny waist and a big ass. How can I do that? More hair for a head, not anywhere else. <laughs> you should anywhere on your no 
hair from the eyebrows down. Okay, fine. It's like we want a Lolita, but also not at all Lolita. It's like, okay, this is attainable. Like a in tall every but way. thin, sexy but not yeah, sexy, commercial but not commercial. Did you see the BBC? Yes, exactly. Yes, 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 I love exactly. it. So everything. Yeah. And then Tom Hiddleston at the end. I'm like, what's going on with that? <laughs> so, Stina, after modelling, what do you. So I'm now a writer and I'm currently writing a book about all my sexual experiences, boyfriends, the ones that thankfully got away. Is it going to be like a, a, a much more explicit version of the men I loved before? Pretty much, yes. Great. I like That's that. Everything. everything that I probably shouldn't say is Have going you in a book. Have, are, so, are you a non-disclosure agreementing them or well, no? Just change a couple I'm of I'm going to have to because there's a few celebrities. <gasps> I'm now, I'm, I'm so, so basic. I'm like, oh my God, who tell me after the recording? <laughs> Literally, I'm melting my oh, I was more excited by that than I should have been. That really, really made me happy. Um, um, so, okay, so that's that's what you're doing right now. That and is me. you are currently single. I or, am. Yes. No, yeah, currently single, loving life, and trying to live in my best life, trying not to get chlamydia. Nice. That's basically me in a nutshell. Good And yeah. are you straight? I am. Yeah. Right. Well... Yes, I am. I'm not asking for myself, by the way. I'm married. And you are very attractive. <laughs> any chance you're marrying me? Um, I so obviously, obviously, obviously. No, I've had sex with women, but, but I would say I'm, I'm saying fluid. That's nice. That's yeah. fluid, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, Matt. And Mary, what about Mary? you? Uh, oh, this is a quite people are like what are you doing and I'm just introspects too deeply I'm like what am I doing what are this uh, well, I, I've just finished my thesis so that's a thing nice so you're um, an academic well of sorts as in I'm not a very good one because you're academia you're such a girl no, if you no, no, you know, yes, like I smashed it my massive no, academic dick I just, I just don't really like it because it is the greatest pyramid system of all time I feel <laughs> academia just did. so it's not for me I'm, I'm, I am selling my soul into the management consultancy world but mainly uh, I want to go into politics eventually and kind wow. of do politics a different way in, in that it I mean I wrote an article for about time about the portrayal of women in politics and how it's like wearing pink absolutely not mm. like Hillary Clinton let's put her in kitten heels because that's definitely sincere about Hillary Clinton <laughs> making her look like a grandmother like that will sell well <laughs> I guess what I'm doing now I'm kind of I did have an idea for a book and I got kind of talking to Curtis Brown about it and then this beautiful woman called Jessica Crispin, which I encourage you all to read. I love that I should be selling myself. And instead I'm like, Jessica Crispin, like, read her. Uh, she wrote the book I wanted to write, but did it so much better than I ever could. So uh, it's quite good. Me. It's Because really? it's like you read the end and you go, well, I mean, now I have more time to destroy the glass ceiling. But at the same time, like, I just wanted to be the guy standing on the outside being like, guys, change the world. But can I just sit here and write things rather than doing it? But now it's like, all right, I should probably go crack mm-hmm. on. Uh, I, wrote, I literally wrote a whole Louise O'Neill book. Um, like almost paragraph for paragraph it was the same book and then obviously her, but hers was better and I, then I read hers and I was like fuck yeah. that was a year of my life oh, oh no yeah. happens a lot so I think. annoying I was just doing the thing where I'd go around parties and it would be a good way of like stalling people. So what are you doing now? Like, oh, well, I'm writing a book. And I'd give like the loop and they're like, wow, that's so fascinating. And then I, I read it and I was just like, well, you have. She's much more aggressive than I would have been, but just excellent. So now I, I've like realised I don't have that stall anymore. I do have to come up with a good story. Mm. Um, but all I can come up with is that I'm selling my soul to management consultancy, but I'm going to be loud mouthed about it. So cool. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Well, what was your thesis on? Uh, it was oh, it was in public health, so it was looking at like the financial crisis, and I'm going to keep saying words, and everyone's going to feign interest like I did. <laughs> my whole thesis. Don't worry about it. It was it's done now, and that's all that matters. All we need to know is that Jeremy Hunt. We I can. It was basically fuck you to Jeremy Hunt. So that's Lovely. that's always nice. We should send it to him. Jeremy if you're listening. Definitely will be. Uh, yeah. Are you single or relationship? Uh, I am. Yes, uh, I've yeah. 
It's, Single. Yeah. Yeah. It's been That weird. means she's shagging. <laughs> There's something. There was like a degree of, like, polyamory. I don't know. It just oh, got very interesting. Weird. It, yeah, my, my life... You said part of polyamory and then I stopped. I don't know. It was kind of... I'm really in a place where I think because I was so anorexic that I just didn't... I, because I think, you know, like, fat is such a big part of estrogen hormones. Mm. I just had no sex drive when I was really, yeah. really thin. And then I got in a very monogamous, vanilla relationship and just started to gain weight. And I was like, oh, oh, hello. This is that <laughs> thing they talk about. Yes. Love job. Um, and then after that, I kind of, you know, I broke that off and then went went a little bit wild. And now I'm back to being a little bit more Haagen-Dazs vanilla, but still mm. a little bit co- like cookie and cream every so often. Fine. But I thought Especially the Honey Burdette cookies and cream candle. That's something <laughs> everyone should get. I have, I have this feeling that it's actually maybe the best way to do it is to have like a really wild period where you make quite a lot of mistakes and good mistakes and bad mistakes and then and, and like compact that into a certain amount of time and then get into a relationship mm-hmm. I feel like you that's need that's what like I'm telling your, myself to yeah that's what you're doing right now <laughs> that's yeah. what it's what, in, in, the, in the olden days they used to send boys off on the grand tour and, the, and Victorian like boys would go all lads, around lads 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 yeah, lads, 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 lads except like gentlemen 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 <laughs> top hats on tour um, with like I don't know stupid nicknames written on their cravats um, and they'd go to and they'd go around Europe having sex with, women, with, with sex workers in every European country and then they'd come back and get married and now some of them would have syphilis so that would be a bad thing oh, but apart from the syphilis I quite good system I think it's a good idea get it out of your system you know so in this case it was getting it in your system which yes, is exactly and then mercury and then stay safe guys inevitable death like <laughs> Prince Albert's brother <laughs> Queen Victoria's broke. Let's take a weird. Why do oh, podcasts God. always take the weirdest turns? So, what are we talking about? So, what are we talking about today, Betsy? Um, so, we're going to talk about two things. We're going to talk about um, non. Well, we're going to talk about consent and non-consent. So, we're going to talk about the Me Too movement, inevitably. Um, and we're going to talk about non-consent in a fun way. So, like, can, uh, is asking for consent sexy? How to make it sexy? And also, we're going to talk about fa- non non-consent fantasies and other dark fantasies. Mm. So, we've got a lot to get through. Love so, we should it. probably start asking. Yeah, I'm so excited about syphilis. For that yeah. I know. I want to talk about this because I feel like you have stories. I have so many stories. Just so excited. So, launching straight in, what was everyone's first experience of sexual harassment? Quite intense question, oh. but like something I want to know. Did but also, school... isn't it interesting that we don't have to say? Have you ever been sexually harassed? Oh, yeah, no, it's what it is. It's, it's not yeah, what it is. Because it's going to be when did it yeah. happen? When I got that question, I, I looked at it and I was like, you know what's the saddest thing? Is that I can't pinpoint mm-hmm. because it's always been there. Same. And also, the only moment I realised it was sexual harassment was actually going to Oxford. Because prior to that, I was like, well, I should just be grateful that yeah. I have <laughs> anyone yeah. looking at me. In any, like, and, and then, you know, I, I got to Oxford and all these kind of feminist notions and I started to really analyse the situations I'd been in before and I was like I didn't want that yeah. so I couldn't pinpoint a moment like there's been times in modelling where it's just been very dubious but mm. aside from that I really couldn't pinpoint but there's always I find whenever I talk about sexual harassment, harassment there's always a woman on Twitter with very full arms and a, a British flag and her profile picture <laughs> who says you're so lucky you'll miss it when you're older and it's like yeah. I would not I really don't think I'm going to miss being walking down the street seeing a group uh. of people and like girding my loins to walk mm. you know the dead them. eye thing where yes. everyone yeah. has to do that because you know so if true. you give them the ounce that of eye, eye contact yeah. that's an open invitation for them mm. and it's like you know they do the whole like oh well aren't you going to say thank you no I'm not going no. to say thank you yeah. that's so true so, I'm the same I can't pinpoint it either but my probably if I my earliest earliest memory is being at school and what so when we had 
PE, we would have to walk, we have to go down like to the school fields, and we'd have to walk like across the main roads. So there was a lot of cars, and there was traffic lights, and all, and mad. But there would be men beeping their horn, getting out the window, being like, "Yes!" To I mean, we were like ten, and presumably wearing like a PE kit, PE kit with skirt, and like going back to what you were saying about you should be pleased. I remember, personally, I, I really didn't like it, but I remember some girls being like, yeah, we got a beat, yeah, we got yeah, a beat, yeah, yeah, yeah. we're worth we're something. Worth something. Yeah. And it was quite, I remember thinking like, God, but that's so grim. Like, these, mm. are, these are guys that are my dad's age and they're, yeah. you know, really liking the fact that I'm wearing a skirt and yeah. a hockey stick in my hand. Mm. <laughs> but I remember, we were, I, so I went to boarding school and there was this coach that took you from school to London at the weekends because lots of people live in London. And I was on it once to go to my friend's house. And we were all flashing, we were 14, we were flashing our boobs out of the window. And, and then these men in their 50s were like, un, probably unsurprisingly, beeping. And we were like, oh my God, they fancy us. This is the best day ever. In what world? I know, it's mad, Because we already got this idea in our system that a beep was like a seal of approval. It's, it's like with foundation, yeah. It's like with Pavlov's dogs. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's yeah. not... Yeah. yeah. What about you, John? Well, so I've been thinking about this a lot recently, partly because it's been Jewish New Year and I've not been able to be on my phone for 48 hours. <laughs> oh. a lot of a lot of thinking time and a lot of long walks on my own. Um, but I've also been thinking about it because I was at Charterhouse, which has recently been in the news because oh, Kathy Newman that, yeah. came forward, who's a Channel 4 news presenter, saying that she was sexually assaulted when she was at Charterhouse by um, two other pupils who, have, who were expelled at the time. And it was kind of hushed... It yeah. hushed down and it didn't it didn't make the press at the time. And now because of this, they're now kind of investigating Charterhouse and it's been in the news and girls in my year have come forward saying that they that nothing happened but they were talking about the culture at mm. boarding schools and there is a there is a bit of a feeling that I'm getting that the lid is about to blow on mm. boarding school culture I think, I think, I think it massively. is everybody I know who went to boarding school yeah. mix boarding schools yeah, yeah. yeah. With yeah. Me. and um, I, I was asked to comment uh, for someone who was writing a piece for the Times about my experience at Charterhouse and I chose not to because I, I don't know, I didn't feel personally like there was anything that I wanted to come forward and speak about, and I felt like there were probably other people that did. But I did think a lot over Rosh Hashanah about the culture and whether or not it, I experienced sexual harassment in some capacity and whether the culture was boys will be boys or it was, like, sexist. Well, and that's... I, I still haven't quite made my mind up because I know we do say, like, this is just what it's like. Mm. But, like, do we need to question that further? But one of the things that I know happens at lots of mixed schools, also lots of boarding schools, is when they bring girls in for sixth form. Mm. And I know that... I don't know whether you've told me this, but I know I've other, other schools as well. When you start for sixth form, so the boys have been there since they were 13, they're now 16, the girls come in, and they, they do a, a ranking of the girls oh, and how attractive they are. Yeah. And it? put, it it on sense, the, yeah. put it on a notice board of who's oh, the fittest grim. from beginning to end and that happens in a lot of schools that, and yeah, teachers turn a blind eye to that completely yeah. so at Charterhouse when we started you'd have to do this walk back from your halls during the day to where you'd sleep in the evening and what would happen is as the girls were walking on the very first day and these are all girls that don't know each other and everything the guys would stand up with microphone, uh, with megaphones and they chat on numbers uh, one by one uh, so I was a seven so like you know it was a nice middle ground uh, you know it wasn't but there were girls I would have, have taken a seven but I also that is one of the most horrific things I've yeah, done in a while Terrific. And they had horrible names for everyone that people oh knew about. So there was a girl who was not perhaps the most attractive of our year, and they called her car crash, and then she had a best friend, and they called her passenger. Oh. And that was like oh. that was like a culture, yeah. and it was so. But you weren't allowed to complain about that. And all, I mean, I have like a, like not at my school because it was all girls, but at my friends' schools, I know the racial bullying was insane, mm, really? and also in some schools, like racial segregated dormitories as well, like oh, that's the, nice. like Chinatown, where all the girls oh, from Hong Kong were. Like, I mean, there are. You're right, the lid is about to blow. 
Yeah, I think it's going to be absolutely yeah. huge. My only concern with, with this is, is like, uh, I was reading it, it says, you know, we need to make sure that private schools have their own hashtag MeToo movement. And I was like, you know, the point of this is it's so important that we don't lose the impetus behind MeToo and we don't make yes. it a fashion piece mm-hmm. yeah. whereby Completely this is agree. not, I think, you know, I was a mental health advocate and one of the things I found quite difficult was it's so great that celebrities are coming forward, like really helpful. Mm-hmm. But the problem with celebrity culture is that they are in their very nature transcendent. Mm. Yes. So it means it doesn't, you know, it's great to have your hero have this happen to them or, yeah. or you know, but we need to reiterate that it's not just a private school issue. Mm-hmm. It's not yeah. the upper echelons of society. Yeah. It's not just the celebrity godlike figures. Mm. It is everywhere. It's everywhere. Yeah. And, you know, it's as soon as it becomes this titillating, like jolly hockey, it is horrendous. And what you're mm-hmm. describing makes so much sense to me because I went to Oxford and it's like, yeah. of course the boys I was dealing with were so entitled. They've been trained to be like this since they were 13. Normal since since birth. But yeah. it is really important that it doesn't just become this ever convoluting fashion piece this mm-hmm. has to be something okay. where we don't just go oh how shocking yeah. now what I think mm-hmm. the other thing that I've seen a lot is um, so I do a lot of TV work and um, ver- very often inevitably the question will be is it time for X issue to have its own Me Too and Me Too do- should not become a shorthand mm. for people objecting to things mm-hmm. like Me Too wasn't isn't a debate Me Too is a, is a an unquestionable stance of women are unquestionably being assaulted full stop complete sentence mm-hmm. there's no Me Too debate yeah. it's, it's a fact mm-hmm. like what is the debate in Me yeah. Too yeah. Are, women, yeah. are women being assaulted Matt, yes yeah. are women being raped yes are women happy about it funnily enough no yeah. like, there's no debate there yeah. I was just having a conversation with a friend I think it's also important I think it's amazing what Me Too the campaign has done and I think it's just it, for me it's like the, is it cat person when I read that yes. article for oh, me that yeah. changed everything yes. and I was like oh my god like all the time it, just, it, just, it said everything that you yes. sort of felt without knowing you were feeling every yeah. time you've gone back with a guy that you didn't want to have sex with be like how do I get out of this situation okay I'm going to have sex with you yeah. like that I have been mm. in that situation yeah. so many times like I'm not saying I was like harassed or anything because I did consent to it but mm. like there have been situations where I've been like God, you reflect, you're like, oh, yeah, God, it's yeah. like the Aziz Ansari story. Yeah. Did, was it illegal? No. No. Is it how life should be? No. No, exactly. And there's a, mid, there's a middle ground in that, Completely. In that place. So it's, it's, it is an amazing campaign. I just think we're, it's, it's very obviously very female heavy, and I do think that some men are mm. straight, gay, are also in that as well, and we all mm. need to kind of meet together well, and well, all like work together and talk. The hashtag yeah. men too is like the epitome of that, and I think that. You know, there's this, the Naomi Klein book is all about no is not enough. And that yeah. is kind of what Me Too may turn into. Yeah. yeah. Where it's, it's about rather than just going, this is awful, this is horrendous, how shocking. Um, we don't want this to become a hysteria. Which yeah. celebrity is it next? Which, yeah. It has to be about, well, what do we do next? Yeah. How are we mm. going to invite men into this movement yeah. and yeah. have a conversation about this yeah. rather than a witch hunt where yeah. bring them into it and be yeah. like this is wrong you can see this too like you've obviously like maybe you've gone through situations as mm. well because I know I know lots of guys that have as well like I've, I know a guy that was his girlfriend hit him and I know yeah, like, well, people and, you know? and I think that's I think at the moment the real problem is it's seen as us versus them when yeah. in reality it should be victims versus abusers Completely. and that should be a kind of like a cross party consensus Absolutely. yeah Totally. Also, men don't. I mean, you know, I don't think men want to be criminals. Men yeah, want no. to have an open dialogue so they can understand what they can do to make sure they're not yeah. passing a line. I got into. I, I got a lot of of quite quite strong hatred this week on Twitter because I said something about um, men. Um, sometimes men who sexually assault or rape women do it through a lack of education, not through malice. And the women were saying to me, rape is always about power, rape or sexual assault mm. is always about power, it's only ever done to deliberately hurt women. 
But I believe that sometimes, like, I was sexually, I've been sexually assaulted twice in my life. One, I think, was genuinely about power. One, I think, was about lack of education. Mm -hmm. And the second time, I don't think that he knew I was too drunk. And I don't think he knew Mm -hmm. that That because he was 15 years older than me and I was Mm -hmm. really, really drunk, that wasn't okay. Because I'm not sure anybody ever said to him, if somebody is at the point of passing out, you mustn't try and have sex with them. Like, I so agree with you. And when we go to the last question, which we'll go on to, (laughs) I can't wait to answer that. That was my situation where I've been like, you haven't got a clue that this is wrong and that's why whenever there is a guy in my life or who I've dated I'll always pull them up on it Mm. because I feel like I'm doing them a favour by saying this is so wrong whatever it is Mm. like it's not I've I've never been raped thankfully but like I've gone through some things where I'm just like that's so inappropriate or you should have done that you know Mm. so it's really important to have that conversation so that yeah. people can educate themselves and be like, oh, fuck, mm. okay. Didn't and it's, see it that and way. it's shit that it's women who end up having to do that. And it inevitably yeah. is women who... Edu- I remember saying to my husband once about, like, I didn't orgasm and you need to check every single time that we have sex that I came. <laughs> the first, like, what three weeks we've been together. Um, and somebody, I think, for earlier on should have said that to him. Yeah. And it shouldn't have been my job to make sure that he made sure I came. But I did it. And it was sensible that I did it. Yeah. And it shouldn't be your job so to say true. you can't do that, like, this is consent isn't it funny though when you have sex with someone you're like oh boy we're in for a long run because no one's told you how to do this (laughs) (laughs) nobody's been clear with you about how that works but then it also ruins it when you like it's really important to have that dialogue where you're just like by the way did you check in I'm having a good time that's really important but there's a difference between that and also like are we really going to make orgasm the point of sex? Because yeah. otherwise, you know, I really do believe in like mindful sex. Because mm-hmm. otherwise, you are sat there going, "Am I? Am I? God, is he?" Uh-huh. And sometimes yeah. I do. I lie there being like, "Oh, I'm about four minutes off." Yeah. <laughs> three, three and a half. <laughs> so I take it for your Uber. <laughs> <laughs> it is like I'm waiting for an Uber to arrive, <laughs> especially when oh I've had God. quite a lot to drink and I know it's going to be a long battle. I'm like, "Oh, come on, I can do it." Oh God. And actually, there's nothing wrong with sex where you don't come as long as it's not every time slash you're mm. not feeling unfulfilled it's yeah. not coming like the equivalent of cancelling the Uber you're like I think I'm going to go on a walk night tube is not that bad get the bus <laughs> do you think that uh, men aren't educated about consent growing up do you think that's where this problem is stemming from Good question. I don't, do, I don't know what men's sexual education is like mm. because well, all I know is how yeah. ridiculous mine was, which mm. was just basically don't do it, kids. Here's a tampon, yeah. don't get pregnant. Yeah. 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 Mm. yeah. I think the main thing now is that they're, they're very good about saying to kids. So when, when I was a child, it was very normal to be like, you have to kiss grandpa goodbye. Whereas now mm. they're like, give grandpa a wave would you like to give grandpa a kiss and they teach kids now that like you don't have to give members of your family affection Mm. if you don't want to which is like a good way of ingraining the idea from absolute Mm. like babyhood what what did you guys think about the T one because I I found the tea a, metaphor. Bit, a bit irritated because it's a trivialized. So the tea metaphor was like, well, you wouldn't pour. The thing which really got me was as this, this, it's, it's. You wouldn't force someone to have like a tea, and he's putting the spout in her mouth, and it looks very visceral and graphic yeah. in itself. But I get what they were trying to do is trying to normalize it in a very it, 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 Great it, British Bake Off way. But yeah. it did trivialize. Rape but I think also what, what it was trying to. I think what the the attempt at saying it was just because somebody wanted tea milk with milk and one sugar yesterday doesn't mean they want it the same today don't assume consent all the time but you're right and also I'm not sure how accurate it is because in a relationship you do assume a level of consent like Mm. if I were to wake my husband up with a blowjob he'd be really happy about it I know that I'm not and, and, and it, sometimes it's okay not to wake him up and be like, can I blow you? Because I know him well enough to know that he's not going to be upset about yeah. it. And, and sometimes it's okay to wake up to somebody like kissing your neck with their hand down your pyjamas because you've been together for a while and yeah. they know you. And, yeah. 
as um, comfortable as But you are crossing, but then you're not getting active consent. So yeah. that's a really yeah. grey area. I actually think yeah. consent in a relationship is such an interesting topic because mm. I'm not sure the consent thing ever really goes away. And there's mm. definitely, even when you're in a long term relationship, there are times that you don't want it and perhaps you have it. And like, yeah. that yeah. is that a question of like not really consenting, even when you're in a, like a, yeah. a, a established yeah. relationship. Yeah, just got in. So it's really interesting. Yeah. The Twitter point you made is in a sense kind of the midway onto Jermaine Greer who basically said she, she used the term lazy rape yes. and that was just vile yeah. because it was it was you know but I a, see what she means there's the kind of marital rape but the oh, just the way she expressed it it was just like oh you really yeah she, really not you know, I, I totally understand why people object to her but I found her, what she said was if we convicted everybody who has sex with a woman who's not really into it mm. the prison system would collapse and that is true. She then went on to say, perhaps we should tattoo them or brand them instead, which yeah. was weird. The sound bites were not S- great. Such an her. odd place yeah. to go from there. But but she's not wrong in, in the nub of that, which is that if everybody I've ever had sex with when I wasn't actually fully 100% in the mood and desperate for it was in prison, then like most people I've had sex with would be in prison. Like, you can't, mm. and, 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 and women do very often have sex that they're not fully sure they want to have mm. because they're in a relationship. Or, like, or I do other things. I don't want to go and watch rugby with my husband either, but I do it. Yeah. Like, and I think where's what is sex exempt from that? Mm. I don't know. I swear, Fifty Shades of Grey is actually the Shades of Grey in consent. Like, let's yeah. be honest, yeah. it's just it is. Yeah, I don't want to use the term blurred lines because mm. we all know why I'm doing that. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Um, so actually, that's a, probably a good segue into the idea. So non-consent is a very popular female fantasy. So lots of women have rape fantasies, or non or consensual non-consent is the more sanitised way of saying it. Why do you think that guy that is? Is that okay? Is that normal? Would you would you be horrified by somebody saying to you they did that, or would you think that was okay? I think juxtaposition is really sexy. It's a little bit like humour. What we find funny is kind of this juxtaposition. But and I find you know when all of these kind of cultures of femdom, often the men who are really interested in being dominated are those who in their day to day life mm. are very dominant, and these are just. Talking and in, with in, women as well. And around, it's, the, yeah. it's the kind of juxtaposition situation where, because I'm submissive, and that's because I'm, I hope I'm yeah. pretty, you know, alpha and dominant and in control of my life. <laughs> Sorry, couldn't say that with a straight, straight face. Um, but, but yeah, so I, I do understand. And for me, it's just like, you know what? This is always going to be so stigmatized, and yeah. sex is always going to be conflated with morality, which mm. is really limiting and dangerous yeah. if we don't have these conversations. Doesn't yeah. it go back to cave? I'm no historian. But doesn't it go back to caveman times where? you would have two males and they'd fight each other for the female that they wanted mm. and then when that male won he would then grab the woman and then take her back to the cave and then they breed and then they have kids and that was that isn't that so maybe it's a I think, yeah. it's taking it back prime like I think there is an element of finding masculinity raw masculinity yeah. exactly because it's going to give You're you a, a stronger baby. baby and it's going to make you know Completely. not necessarily want them but yeah that, that biological sense of I want the best quality sperm to reproduce oh, yeah. definitely a, you know the, the feminist voice at the back of the head that we've all curated mm. where it's just like are you saying that rape is evolutionary and, 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 <laughs> like that just jumps and so it's yeah. really hard to go shush, yeah. shush, shush, you know that this yeah. is a really complicated but it, instantly the pit, political correctness comes up yeah. Yeah, and it's just like you can't say things but, it, but we're animals yeah, yeah. Yeah. at the like, end of the day that's yeah. We are yeah. uh, like I personally don't want to be raped or fantasized about it, but you know I do like a you know hand around the neck yeah. and a bit yeah. of a hair pulling. Like yeah, I like a bit of rub. Yeah. Not all the time. Again, yeah. Sometimes I like my tea with milk. Sometimes I don't. Like yeah. again, it's it's what's in the mood. It's what's right, and it's just working that out together yeah. and saying. But I feel really bad because sometimes my, my husband will be like very hair pulling, hand around the throat, like all the classic sexy throwdown stuff. 
And then sometimes I'll be like, no, 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 stop it. That's horrible. Why are you doing that? And then he feels really guilty. And then probably won't do it again. And then won't do it again for six months. And I'll be like, why do we never have kinky sex? (laughs) Because last time you told me I was a rapist and tried to punch me. Um, (laughs) Because I can be a little extreme in my reactions to things. But I can understand, I can't believe I'm about to say this because it's very off-brand, but I can sympathise with men um, feeling a bit confused about. So you want the Fifty Shades of Grey fantasy, but we also want full consent and you sort of want throwdown, but you also Hmm. definitely want to, like, and it's it's a lot of Sometimes you don't want any of that. And sometimes and yeah. you just yeah. want to cuddle, but then other times you want middle ground sex. Wouldn't it be great if we could just talk about it? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I just feel like if we don't need to make newsletters, mm. it can, yes. you know, it can be part of the foreplay when you mm. start, you know, when we're talking about how to make consent sexy, we can make it very explicit what we want in the foreplay. Yes. It doesn't have to be like mid-coitus being like, oh, by the way, could you put your phone around my neck? Yes. Yeah. You know, it, it's... You can talk about it. But also it. there's a difference. Yeah. If somebody puts their hand on your clavicle and you put your hand on their wrist and slightly push their hand up towards your mm. neck for instance like non-verbal cues are yeah. very and the same thing about if you're if you've got if 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 my husband has my hair in his hand and I'm like oh that feels good he's more likely to do it more and if mm. I'm like nod away then I think yeah. yeah there's cues absolutely I'm not, not I, I do lazy. think like communication is obviously so important but I think sometimes it's because you're not in a situation that perhaps it's like a one night stand or it's the first time you've slept yeah. with someone yeah, yeah, I find it yeah. very easy to talk to my long term boyfriend about this stuff but mm. I never had the confidence if it was like a one off to be like that doesn't feel right or this is what how I like it. I don't know. I do, I think that sexual confidence thing isn't always innate. I could do it to stop something, but yeah. I couldn't do it to start something. To say what so I wanted. When when I had a one night stand with a guy at university who tried to put it in my ass, and I was like, no, absolutely not. There's no lube, and why would you think that was okay? Yeah. But that but that kind of put the kibosh on the whole thing. Yeah. Whereas trying to have like a, a productive negotiation is much harder. Yeah. yeah. So I've got safe words are for people. <laughs> yeah. And actually, I think there's some, there's a lot of stuff from BDSM. So I, I always say I grew up on the BDSM scene, which is a little bit weird. From 18 through <laughs> like 23. Like <laughs> <laughs> Me in the fat club. Like, yeah. brain. Yeah. Um, with your lunchbox. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, like, I was in a long-term polyamorous relationship with a, with a group of people I met on Fat Life when I was 18 through 23. Um, and that was really interesting and um, there used to be a big conversation I can't believe I'm about to say this about cultural appropriation from the fetish community wow. oh no torture garden ridiculous. like Native American but costumes is a major no no no, no. fetish community yeah. fe- no no um, cultural appropriation by the fetish community is a problem cultural appropriation from the fetish oh, community is not stop. a problem as in like yes. what, uh, 14, I do worry when I see 14 year old girls with ring of O's around oh, the neck oh yeah, yeah, people like, wearing yes. stuff people wearing collars yes people using safe words who aren't kinky um, people, no, honestly, 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 there you will. If you go on oh. Fat Life, you will find people having discussions about like how dare they appropriate our culture, and it's like you're a white middle aged yeah. academic. Yeah. It's not like come on, <laughs> passport to the fetish yeah. land. Oh, but people, honestly, if people, if you say the word torture garden, to somebody from the old school scene, they'll be like, oh, couldn't go now. Full of tourists, full of tourists. Oh, oh my full god, of people have you met many times? Is it I good? Mean, so, so now we have like the fat life to- the hipsters. Is this what this is? Yes, now? fat life. For God's sake, is it good? It's not the it's not the main sex club. I would say go to if you were going for the first time. If you want to get really dressed up with your friends and have a really fun night, it's a perfect place to go. Okay. If you like want really good play equipment and stuff like that, it's less good. Okay. Um, the, actually, one of the best clubs I think is Skirt Club, which is the all lesbian. Yeah. Or, um, yeah. It's quite yeah. it's quite kinky, but it's not fully, and it's for women who want to have sex with women. 
Um, and everybody I know who's been said it's just the best run club ever. Really? Yeah. I don't know whether that's because there's no boys now. <laughs> yeah. Or just because it's really, really well done. <laughs> like, everyone there's so yeah. nice. And, I imagine and so everybody nice. talks about, are you happy with yeah, this? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, are you okay? Super, super yeah. consensual. Yeah. Are you coming? <laughs> Genuinely. Have you, has anyone ever dated anyone with a questionable fantasy? Or fetish. Or fetish. <laughs> so many. Really? <laughs> I'm really excited to hear this. I really want to know. Um... So my first, like my first kind of like fetish guy, fetish guy, he really liked feet. So for mm-hmm. me, I was like, okay, weird. He liked the whole like wanking him off with my feet, which is fine, like whatever. Do you like your feet? I, I've got nice feet, but okay, I'm like, I'm not into feet. But do you know what? Okay. I'm one of these people that if someone's into something, I'll give it a go. If, yeah, like, if yeah. I'm like, do you know what? I've never, like, don't knock it until you try it. Yeah. So I give it a go. I'm actually really that. excited because uh, this is the one moment where my neuroscience degree has a crossover with. <laughs> oh, they really? Tell me everything. So, uh, foot <laughs> fetishes are neurological because there's a, a smarter sensory cortex in the brain, which is basically all your nerves end up there. And the foot region is next to the genital region. So in some oh, people, yeah. it crosses over. Oh, wow. So when you're stimulating your feet, so we have these called mirror neurons, which activate when we see it happening as well. And it's Mm. the same even if it's happening to ourselves. So in some people, when they are having their feet simulated or looking at people having their feet simulated, it stimulates their genitals. Oh, my God. That's amazing. I love you. So now you understand. Now, okay, so what, what this one's spitting. I had a guy that just spat on me. <laughs> that, don't, uh, that doesn't that, sound neurological. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, it's neurological, but it's <laughs> a different one. <laughs> I remember guys who wanted to do that, and I think it was because they didn't like women deep down. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or, or because to, to be fair, wanting, wanting to do humiliation stuff for fun is quite normal but spitting's quite visceral it's yeah. so it is I mean I'm talking in terms it's, uh, but again uh, the visuality aspect in the mm. same way that men would like to ejaculate like yes. on yeah. physicality so spitting's ownership yes, and it's marking their territory yeah like yeah. dominance oh interesting yeah. <laughs> literally yeah. marking your territory I was living yeah. because mascara was running <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's just not how nice. so it's like I'd like to be fair like I've like I've kind of done quite a lot and I'm always up for like if someone's into something I'm always keen to like, mm. like we'll give it a go like I've had threesomes fine but I don't know there's like a, as long as people approach it in the right way and they're like look I like yeah. this again talking I like this I'm into this like I, this is why and you talk about it and you feel comfortable with one another great but it's when so, so recently I just had somebody so we were only we only like had a couple of dates and it was we were sleeping together and it was all good and then I, I I quite like anal sex. Like I'm I've written about it. Like I'm not scared about it. Lots of I like do. it. Like I I get off it more than I do normal sex. Anyway, going down a tangent. He we were seeing each other, and he had obviously read some of my articles. We never spoke about it. We'd never been like, yeah, I'm into anal sex. We should do it. And that never came up because I didn't again know him that long enough. Mm. And then I was at his, and he was like, I've got you a present, and I was like, oh okay because I'm going away soon so I was like oh maybe it's like a nice cute little leaving presence I was like okay cool like let me see so he passes me this Amazon box and I open it and it looks like an empty water bottle like a plastic water bottle and I was like what is this and he was there was no joke in it at all he was like this is an anal douche so when we have anal sex (gasps) you can clean yourself lovely and I was like first of all I was like a how random b how romantic not and see like how presumptuous that you would just mm. think because I've done it before so many levels and I'm wrong in do you know that. what I mean and it was like I didn't have a conversation about it he just was yeah. like there's your gift so uh had, had you I had anal with him no never had anal it was a gift 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 it
it in order. Number one, if you're sticking something up someone's butt, you have to accept sometimes poo lives up there and then <laughs> possibly be a possibly be a little particle of poo. He's going to get real <laughs> shocked at pregnancy. Yes, he is. He should not have children. But you don't get you don't get to be squeamish. If you're having anal sex, you have to accept that that is a possibility. Ideally, it won't happen. It wasn't even on the table at this point. Literally, it wasn't what she was like about. And then like so. Anyway, I left his, and, I, and it was all fine. We were texting. You take it with you? No, I left it his. I was literally like, I actually said, well, you Maybe can he use, use it. it. That's why yeah. I said it. I was like, well, why don't you use it? And he's like, oh, no, no one touches up there. So, and I was thinking, but why would you just... Yeah. Anyway, so I left his, and we, it was all fine. We were texting, but it was just on my mind. I, I went for lunch with my friend, and I told her, and she was like... That, that's not okay. And I was like, thank you. Like, I needed just somebody to kind of... No, that is 100% not okay. And then a couple of days later, like, I just thought, do you know what? I've got to say something. So I told him and then, then he flipped it and it was like, it's all my fault. And what? Oh, he was like, gaslight. you've written about it in the sex and therefore you'd like yeah. it. And I was just like, do you know what? Whatever. Bye. Yeah. I've written <laughs> about loads of stuff. <laughs> Literally. I've written about liking pizza. It's not throwing the Literally. Yeah, exactly. I've written about wanting children. Impregnate me while I'm sleeping. This is the problem though when you write. I've noticed yes, with a lot of guys, true. like they read your articles and they're like, bingo. <laughs> or what I find is um, people's boyfriends come up to me at dinner parties and put their hand on my arm and they either go, What's the filthiest thing you've ever done? Oh, or, no. they, or, or even worse, like you know how people with doctors they're like, This mole, and then wrong with it? Over dinner. Or with sex writers, they come over yeah. and they're like, um, my wife doesn't want to have oh anal God. sex. How do I get, How do I, get it? Just, I have to say, since writing about this stuff, one thing I've... It's quite sad, because obviously I'm like, free everything, let's 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 get cracking and talking about this. Morality is not helpful in this case. If it was, there'd be a lot less humans about. True. Um, but one thing I've noticed is now men treat me like I am disposable. Yeah. Because really? there's this... I, it really irritates the binary between virgin and whore. Yes. And as soon as then it's almost like, oh, well, I'm not going to treat you with that same respect. And yeah. I found that mm-hmm. very... Like, and for me, it's like a great litmus test, but I feel like for my own ego, it's a litmus test I shouldn't have to go yes. through. Yeah. Where it's just like, oh, cool, you're going to treat me like I'm disposable because I've yeah. written about sex this and one do you know time. When, great. Do you know when this happens as well um, that I've really noticed is when women have babies... Husbands often, or partners, I should say, sorry, partners often go from seeing their other half as very sexual and very appealing to not wanting to do certain sex acts. So I've got friends who have had children who've been like, he doesn't want like to, he doesn't want a blowjob anymore. He doesn't want to come on my face. Like he doesn't want to do it doggy mm. style. He's wow. still, he's mother still up for like, like a mother. She's a mother. Now. Yeah. Like she's, she's, she's not for sex anymore. Oh. She's a mother. And there's this kind of like, suddenly doggy style is not for women who've given birth. It mm. might only be gentle sex with candles. Oh and it, it, it totally transforms you in their eye, which is terrifying. Mm. I'll be so disappointed if that happens to yeah. you. Yeah, livid. Yeah, furious. <laughs> you get back there. Suddenly you do all for the kids of adoption. Get back yeah. to it. <laughs> Oh. Um, so um, on that bombshell, on that bombshell, <laughs> um, all around the world, less, less children, maybe not in that case. So thank you so much, guys, for being this amazing guest. If people would like to find out more about you and follow you on the internet, where can they find you? You can follow me at Stina, which is a very unusual, weird name, but it's S for sugar, T I N A, and then Sanders. It's a great name. It's great. Know. Where's it's it from? Good. It's Danish. Oh. Everyone's like, oh my god, is it short for Christina? I'm like, no, no it's my name. <laughs> 
That's excellent. So that's me. Fun. How about you, Mary? Oh, I'm doing this thing where I'm not on social media for a bit because I have to get oh. the job ins thing. But honestly, look, I think it's actually I'm really in a space of wanting to write and get a lot done. Uh, so if just uh, I don't Meredith know. Leston, if just, you, yeah. Find me. Oh no, I do LinkedIn. That's my only. How sad is that? <laughs> my only you, social media. I love so you. when I see like people like they get promotions, so there's nothing worse for self comparison than LinkedIn. <laughs> so I would much rather have the repetitive strain and injury on my thumb from like Facebook. But for now, just LinkedIn. But otherwise, get me on Twitter. And if I'm anybody, there. if anybody wants to offer you a job, they can just do my. You know, what? I would really <laughs> love that. Please. Yeah. Oh, I don't want to sound needy, but I am. So, yeah. get me a job. so any jobs, any jobs at all? So but keep last, it, keep it kosher. Yeah, like any legitimate jobs. Yeah, in London, paying at least twenty five k. That would be minimum. Cheers, guys. Right. Thanks. Thank you, guys. <laughs> and now a word from our sponsor. This week's episode of The Climax was brought to you in association with Love Honey, the UK's most popular online shop for buying adult toys and lingerie. Whether you're looking for a toy for you and your partner, something for solo play, or some sexy new lingerie, you'll find everything you need at Love Honey. From Fifty Shades of Grey inspired bondage kits to happy rabbits, Love Honey has it all. For more information and to discover the fun for yourself, visit www.lovehoney.co.uk. What's more, we've got an exclusive discount for The Climax listeners. Visit lovehoney.co.uk forward slash The Climax to get 15% off. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. So in this part of the show we discuss um sex toys. So very kindly Love Honey our lovely sponsors sent us some things to try out this week. So Gels what did you try this week? So I tried the G Kiss fluttering clitoral and G Spot vibrator. Say that three times fast. <laughs> say it fast for me so um essentially it is a g-spot vibrator so it's a butterfly vibrator and it has like a slimline bulb which you which rests internally against your g-spot and it also has like a little kind of tickly fluttery wings that are meant to go against your clit so it's a little bit like a rabbit in shape yeah but smaller so it's not like the length it's nowhere near as like long as a rabbit so it curves inside towards your g-spot yeah exactly it's just a a slightly smaller more intimate product and Mm. the idea is it's like a dual point intimate pleasure so there's like two parts that are being stimulated at the same time 
Um, I think it's a good introductory product. I would say if you're someone that's using sex toys quite often, I'm not sure that you'll find it like as satisfying as perhaps mm. like a, a larger rabbit or yeah, something perhaps a bit more powerful. It's um, so it's like seven inches, mm-hmm. so it's not okay. yeah, it's it's not a massive toy. Um, I do think it's a great introductory product, and it's also price point is twelve forty nine, so it's like a good just oh, like good friendly price for getting into things of and this kind. Maybe the kind of price that you might buy for like a friend who's quite sexually adventurous for like a birthday present or a hen party yeah um, and it's got three speeds so you can kind of work your way up depending on what you're feeling like and so the, the, the idea it has these like wings which are the which are the wings that go on your clip and that's that's what vibrates i also would say with it that it to me it felt like a product that you had to use lube on it wasn't mm-hmm. the kind of thing just because it's got quite a like plasticky texture yeah that um it, i so i used their water-based lube and which was great so i'd recommend yeah. that so I also use their water-based lube this week. I'm a big fan. Um, I think lube is really important. I think often if you don't suffer from like crippling vaginal dryness, you don't bother with lube. Mm. But actually, even if you don't have issues self-lubricating, I think it can massively improve your sex life. Yeah. Like I compare it to getting a massage. Like you wouldn't want a massage that was a bit dry. Mm. You want it to be properly like smooth and, and moving easily. Yeah, definitely. Um, and this one's great because it's, it's, it's safe for use with toys and with condoms. Mm. Um, so water-based is really important because it means that it's not going to erode the condom. Silicon based um lubes can break make condoms break yeah so it's really and also it's got a pump top which is good for two things really easy like you don't have to fiddle around with trying to get a lid off because when your hands are slippery anyway it's obviously really hard if you go back for more to open a tube so the pump action is great and also from a um safety point of view particularly if you have multiple partners the least sort of sdi transfery way of getting lube out is in a pump bottle really so it's good for that as that's well. good i really like their lube i think recently i've realized that with sex like experimenting with sex toys that with like solo play lube can make a huge difference mm. and it's it for me it was always something i thought about with couples and it's definitely not yeah absolutely i think it's a, i think it's a really great thing to use um and i think that you could, you're never going to go wrong with lube yeah apart from in anal sex you should use a decent amount but not so much you give yourself a lube enema Ooh, that's a thing that can happen well that doesn't sound fun it's not great <laughs> sounds like something they'd prescribe to you in like an austrian health clinic <laughs> Um, what have you been trying out this week, Bexie? So this week I tried this quite exciting sort of bondage kit. So imagine it's a bit, you know those unboxing videos you get on YouTube? Yeah. It's like that, but kinky, like there's lots of <laughs> a different haul. bits. It, it is, it's a haul. It's a kinky haul, uh, which I really enjoyed. To be honest, even if I hadn't liked the product, the experience of unwrapping all that stuff is really fun. Yeah. Um, and it's a bit like the Zoella advent calendar, except <laughs> not shit. Um, <laughs> so yeah, basically it's, it, this is the, this it's called the Love Honey All Tied Up Bondage Play Kit. Mm-hmm. And it's eight pieces um and what you it's it's the kind of thing that you buy as a one-stop shop if you were starting to want to do some like slightly more out there kinky activities with your partner this would be a really good thing it's 60 quid so it's not cheap but it's not terribly expensive Six, mm. sorry 64.99 so it's not huge money and it's and considering how much you get it's really good also you know we have a discount code yep. um if you go to uh lovehoney4.co.uk forward slash the climax um so yeah and within it the major things that i really liked is they have a kind of um restraints that you can use so if you want to tie your partner up um if you don't have a headboard that you can tie their wrists to which mm. lots of people don't especially in this age of house shares um you're in a bit of a tricky situation so what's great about these kinds of things is they go under the bed so the weight of the mattress so if you imagine it's a cross-shaped piece of um a pe- basically pieces of almost like rope uh that go at the four points the four corners of your bed 
with wrist restraints at one end and feet restraints at the other end. So you can be tied spread eagled and or you can just do, you know, just do your hands or just do your feet. Um, so it means that you can invest in having kind of bondagey gear in your house without having to like drill into walls mm. or invest in like a frame. So it's like a good starter kit. Yeah, because lots of people who are like super, super into bondage will go the whole hog and buy really expensive pieces of kinky furniture. But who has space for that in London? <laughs> Honestly. Um, so um, that's that's a really great part of it. Um, there are, there's also, the, so the restraints in there are really nice. They're kind of comfortable. They're very soft on your wrists and on your feet because you, you know, you don't want to be sort of in discomfort during sex. Pain mm. is one thing, but discomfort's another. Yeah. Um, it's also got other bits. Um, it's got nipple clamps, which is, a, you know, a classic staple of BDSM toys. Mm. Uh, most people who want to experiment have them. I would always advise caution with nipple clamps. I think they hurt more than people realise they do. Mm. Um, but yeah, if you're looking, I think the really great thing about this product is if you and your partner got it delivered on a Friday and you came home from work and you were like, had a weekend cleared and you got it all out on a Friday night, it would be the perfect starting point to be like, I want to try that. I want to try that. I want to try yeah. that. That's the order. This is what inside. In a kind me. of like non-intimidating way as well. If you just send it all at once in a box, there's something mm. about it that is more encouraging. I think. I think it's like you're both get, you're going on this like lovely kinky adventure together, mm. uh, which is quite exciting. Yeah. Um. So I think it would be an, another another thing that I would be quite. I think it would work well for us like an anniversary or maybe to take on holiday. Mm. Though I would say if you're taking it on holiday, it needs to go probably if you're going on an airplane, it needs to go in your big luggage not your small luggage especially Um, if like you've left a liquid in there and then they search your bag my husband and i put through a um hand luggage bag with handcuffs in it coming back from venice and this woman chased us down and then was like we need to search your bags and went through and found them and she was like and she and i honestly think if we hadn't looked like very like law-abiding upstanding citizens we would have been in real trouble really they were proper metal handcuffs (laughs) (laughs) kind you would use to commit acts of atrocity (laughs) so yeah be careful when you travel guys amazing well if you liked any of those products they are available on love honey and if you go to www.lovehoney.co.uk forward slash the climax then you get 15 percent off which is a lot you're welcome so this is the part of the uh program where we address some questions uh this happened because while we didn't invite people to start sending questions in people have been yeah so now if you would like to please become sex therapist yeah we really have so if you'd like to get in touch with us via twitter instagram or anything else and send us any questions please do send me an owl um yeah or an owl we also take owl or you can post post it to me if you want um anyway um this week we have a question from a anonymous reader who says uh my boyfriend now fiance proposed recently ever since he popped the question he hasn't been able to get it up what do i do it's not a good sign is it it's not ideal is it you can kind of see how it happens though i feel like getting engaged like that step up in level of commitment can be quite scary and i often feel like when people get engaged the idea of being engaged is like really exciting and you think you're going to propose and that's all really exciting and the actual like reality of getting engaged and there being a wedding to plan and then realizing that like the rest of your future is with one person Mm. the reality of that is quite scary and i can kind of see how that can translate sexually i think so just after i was like high as a kite for like 48 hours after i got engaged and then I had sort of two or three days of this like slight fear, not like not in a bad way, just that I couldn't believe that it had actually happened. Yeah. And that I had made this in the, and, the, and the, I was scared everything was going to change. Mm. So I think maybe some of this, I mean, it's, I feel like it's kind of unfair for men because they, they wear 
emotional trauma in their bodies sometimes and it's harder for men to sort of hide how they feel about things if they're having erectile dysfunction issues mm. um so this poor guy probably doesn't want to let on that he's panicking about getting married but mm. his body's like betraying him yeah i suppose with all this stuff like communication you know, you have to talk about what's going on but perhaps like i guess it's a scary conversation to have because it, it's either something that's can be dealt with quite easily or it's something that's like a bit more Mm. end of worldy and it's like actually is there something wrong with this engagement like should we not be getting married and that's that's the fear isn't it and i wonder if maybe it's worth having a conversation about what aspects of the engagement is freaking him out like would the idea of a long engagement make him feel better if let's say they agreed they were going to have a two-year engagement Mm. would that feel less scary because there's more time Mm. or is he terrified about having a big wedding if they said actually we're going to have a registry office and a nice lunch at a restaurant for 20 people Mm. would that make him feel less scared like what is it that's bothering him also like stress with sex is such a big thing like mm. whether that's like financial stress or like the pressure of, of of changing something in your life like stress can affect your sex life so much i find when i'm stressed out with work it's it's one of the first things to go for me stress and exercise uh, like sex and exercise yeah the first things that i kind of mentally drop i think yeah which is and actually it's a shame because those are two things that can end up making mm. you feel a lot better which is something you forget but you just think oh no i, I don't, can't i don't have time no i don't have like mental energy to have sex because i'm stressed or mm. I, I can't be bothered to go to the gym because i'm stressed and they are the things that you should sort out yeah so i don't i wouldn't i wouldn't panic yet um i would try and have a conversation i would in fact i might even not address the the erectile thing yet i think sometimes talking about not being able to get it up can make it worse yeah i think maybe the the, the place where i would start would be to say how are you feeling and let's check in that's such base about the engagement how are you feeling is anything worrying you mm. and allow that to be like a totally separate discussion mm. from the discussion about sex and see maybe if it like sorts itself out yeah. by just having that discussion and also she doesn't say how long they've been engaged it might it, but if it's only been a couple of weeks mm. then it's time then she then they really need to give it the time time because it could be other things as well it could be a coincidence yeah this is true so we had another question in um to the show saying dear the climax i've met a great guy recently we've only been on a few dates but he's told me that he believes in no sex before marriage as he's a devout christian i never imagined myself celibate although i'm a virgin um and this is a big turn off for me what should i do should i end it Ooh. was there anyone she is a virgin she is a virgin but i don't think that she plans she want to, to stay that way son. no but they've only been on a few dates it's early days so if this was like a big no-no I will be totally honest. Mm. I that would be an absolute deal breaker. Deal breaker, because I could not marry somebody I hadn't already slept with. Mm. Um, I just think it would be such a huge risk. I think <clears throat> there's an element of compatibility that is biological that you can only find out by checking. Mm. And also, I think you learn a lot about somebody by having sex with them. I think you learn about their ability to listen to you, about teamwork, about communication, about their their attitude towards your enjoyment and your pleasure in, in all aspects of life. Mm. Um, so with all due respect to, to that guy, it would be an absolute deal breaker for me. Yeah, I, I, I do feel the same. I also feel like there is only so close you can get to someone without having sex, mm. that there's, an, uh, there's just that physical closeness that comes from it that translates emotionally that i just feel like if you're not having it i mean there's a lot you can do i have friends that were no sex before marriage and there's a lot you can do without having sex but yeah but then at that point i, I actually would respect that even less mm. because you know that you're only getting off on tech if you if you're doing if you're doing if you're getting a blowjob and going down on your girlfriend you're only not having sex on technicality god if you believe in god he can see that mm. he's not being like as long as there's no penis in the vagina that's all yeah. fine and i i mean i've got a lot of friends that sort of dubiously got into kabbalah and they were always the mm. ones that 
were doing everything but you know the everything but people yes. and I think you're kind of right yeah it, it, it's, it's kind of moving goalposts a little bit I think if you if uh, what I would do considering it's only been a few dates is cut my losses and move on because mm. how much can you really be into somebody after a couple of dates she may as well find somebody else mm. um but if she were genuinely really invested in in this I would say she needs to act, needs to assess what he's willing to do, how much intimacy he's willing to have. Because some people, for instance, Mormons, don't really believe in kissing before marriage. Mm. Um, and she needs to find out what, what the actual lines are and, and work out whether she can cope with that. Yeah. Maybe he'll let her fuck other people. Maybe, but that's just like not, a, that's maybe also not the most religious way to start, he's is a, it? Maybe he's a super open-minded devout Christian. <laughs> really like, really progressive devout christian it's not impossible doesn't that work um or they could just have sex and then confess mm. by the way i say this as a catholic like yeah. i'm coming at this from i i didn't believe in sex for marriage same as a jew i mean <laughs> <laughs> until i was 17 i didn't believe in sex for marriage so really like, yeah wow how times have changed <laughs> i know and actually to be fair i didn't have that much sex before i got my, i've definitely had more sex since being married yeah with your husband yes with my husband <laughs> to clarify just to be clear in judaism is sex before marriage a no no or is it all right? no it's fine yeah. I mean, it depends. If you're if you're very religious, if you're very from the Orthodox people, there's also always been this um, this slight myth with the Haredi, the Orthodox Jews, that you have sex through a sheet with a hole in the middle. It's, where did this come from? This is not true. Is I heard that there was... are some people, but this is generally not true. I heard that the rumor was born because there are some religious garments that are white and rectangular with a hole in them that are like skirts or shawls or something and people saw them on washing lines and they were like ah a sex sheet <laughs> I think that might I heard that's like, where it came from. just like Chinese whispers you yeah. don't say Chinese whispers anymore uh, I'm not sure. such a good question <laughs> guys if, if you think that Chinese whispers is racially inappropriate please write in <laughs> let me know pen and paper only um, yeah no I, I think the sex and the sheet thing is a lie but there is something in Judaism where it is there's two things really firstly is um on Shabbat, on, on the Sabbath, um, I used to think that you basically shouldn't have sex on a Shabbat. Which is Saturday, yeah. Which is the Saturday, Friday night Saturday. And uh, one of the first times that I stayed at my boyfriend's parents' house um, on a Saturday night, we uh, we were kissing and then, you know, things were happening. And then I just turned and rolled over and I like, put my face under the pillow and he's like, what are you doing? And I was like, I'm just, you know, I need to take some deep breaths I just need to calm myself down and he's like why and I was like because it's Shabbos we can't have sex and he was like what are you doing you're actually like such a weirdo and it's actually the opposite that it's actually a mitzvah really? to have you're meant to have sex on the Shabbos so now we've got time in because it's 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 a blessing it's like a mitzvah to That's do something so nice. like that because it's a nice thing to do um gives you a relationship yeah and it's like a, it's a it's an act of like humanity and goodness hmm. so that's one thing and my other fun fact of the day is that when a jewish couple gets married there is a certain part of the wedding just after they've been under the chuppah and have officially become husband and wife where they're meant to go to a room and have sex because the idea is they're meant to have not had sex the whole time uh, and then okay, yeah. um where of course it's like kind of disappeared if you have sex before but i do have some religious friends who i'm pretty sure because they were gone for a while <laughs> at their wedding that it did happen but i feel like god you must be so stressed out with things going yeah, the on performance anxiety yeah just have a quickie while you've got like 400 people outside having champagne i'm not sure that's how i'd want to lose my big v <laughs> no i know anyway that's my yeah. facts which... so we've had an re lesson yeah. as well as solving our problems. there you go so i hope that's helped our listeners um please feel free to message us if you've got any questions yeah if you've enjoyed this week's episode, then don't forget to subscribe, rate and review so more people can find it. There's a new episode out every Monday. And thank you so much for listening. Please come back next week. That sounded really desperate. Hold <laughs> <laughs> 
has been a Candy Store production, hosted by Angelica Malin and Rebecca Reed, produced by Van Connor. Sex with OS by Mobile Steam Unit appears under Creative Commons 3.0. Visit Candy Store Productions at candystoreproductions.co.uk. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.